Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. God has given her an ability to help people change the narrative of their life. If you do not genuinely believe in prayer, then there's no point in doing it. Hindsight with God, you understand, but yeah, in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, yes. so more can He do for you. My family and my husband and I sat in the store before we opened and we just prayed over the store and that we would unapologetically show the love of Christ. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for Him. And today we're with one of my friends who is a mom, she is a wife, she is into making holistic recipes and sharing them on Instagram. And some of the stuff that she makes is not only beautiful, but it's good for you. Alexandra Evans is here with us today, so I'm so excited to have you here in the studio. How are you? Hey! I'm so, so, so good. We have the door open. It yeah. feels amazing outside. Paul is here, and I'm thrilled. I'm here for it. I'm here <laughs> for it. Yes! Like, the sky is beautiful, and the day is so nice, and I just have not taken advantage of this good weather. Have you been outside and, like, oh enjoyed goodness, it? Yes. And, oh, you have? Oh, yeah. We live in our backyard or our neighborhood. We have just such a great neighborhood and a great park, and we walk every day. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you go today? We haven't gone yet. We normally go in the afternoon. Okay, so on your Instagram, I do know that you are outside gardening a lot. So is this time of year a good time to garden or what are you into right now? So we started our garden in spring or like before spring so it could start in spring. And then we decided to take a break until next spring because it is kind of expensive to get it started. But then once you have it started, you can save a lot of money and a lot of time in that way. But we felt like we wanted to take a little break and do more research. So we're doing a lot of reading right now. But um, we're mainly in our backyard because we have a great backyard. We have a dog and my son is 18 months old. So it is the best time to play outside in fall. You are so awesome. You brought (laughs) some bone broth that you made. Literally this morning, yeah. <laughs> so you're into making your own stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're both moms, you know, like, I wish I was like that. But how, do, where did God take you in life to be like, I'm going to create my own food? When did that happen for you? So my son was born, we were pregnant in 2020. 
which mm-hmm. that's all I have to say about that. And people will understand. Pause. It was, it was for a moment. Yes. For all the women who were pregnant in 2020. For all the women that were pregnant in 2020. <laughs> real. For real. <laughs> it was rough. And so we had, um, <laughs> it was a tough time for anyone, whether if your pregnancy really was. was a breeze, it yeah. was still hard. It, because yeah. so many, I don't know if people even know this, who weren't in that time like if you didn't have friends who were pregnant or if you weren't pregnant right. but um there was a while where spouses husbands could not come to oh, yeah. doctor's appointments I, w- I was pregnant in 2020 oh yeah that's yeah right. riley couldn't come i was it like was so sad well at least this was my second one so i was like it's not that big of a deal but this was your first which my husband thankfully was able to come to every single one. Oh, good we just somehow managed that i don't know if it was like because it was each it was what by week we never yeah. knew until the day of if he could come <gasps> So it was like our heart would drop. We would not know. And then we're like, oh, you come. Yes. But we had um, a pretty normal pregnancy until later on. And the way that I tell this story, too, is that about 26 weeks pregnant, my husband and I decided to get baptized. And that was super cool. I mean, it was amazing being pregnant and being baptized with my husband. Yes. And um, I was baptized as a child. And he wasn't. This was his very first time being baptized. And it was so beautiful. I mean, tears, tears, tears. The photos were amazing that they took of us. And we felt like this rush of energy. You know, we've had a really hard time with this pregnancy. All of this with COVID. And I'm 26 weeks pregnant. And, like, we feel like we're good. You know, at that time, you're, like, you're You're starting to show. More than halfway. Yeah. And, like, you're getting excited. Three weeks later, I was in a car accident. (gasps) Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah. No, okay. So Alexandra and I were in a small group together in the spring. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we know each other. But yeah, well, and from mutual friends, Pensacola, the mm-hmm. whole thing. But okay, so car accident. Mm-hmm. And from the outside, like looking at the car, it wasn't super crazy looking. You would think that everything was fine. And when we pulled over and I got out of the car, I just felt like something was wrong. Like it didn't feel right. And so I... It was right in front of Sacred, thankfully. So I drove right there. I just left. And I was like, I'm going to the hospital. And um, I started to bleed. (gasps) And so that was crazy. And they did this one test on me. And now I'm going blank on what it was called. But any nurses out there will know this one. Yeah. But it's I think it's called an RH test. But it's a test where they (sighs) take your blood. And they see if the baby's blood is in your blood. Which means there's a bleed. Oh, my gosh. This doctor, too, she was probably in her 60s, and she came back, and she was like, well, it was positive. And so she said that was only the second time in her whole career that she had seen it positive. (gasps) So it's very, very rare. And so I had a placenta abruption, which meant that my placenta had burst, which, as moms know, the placenta is the life of the baby. I mean, that's how they get all their food and their nourishment. And so that was terrifying. It was three centimeters. It was from me being like crunched into the steering wheel. Oh my mm. goodness. So, so it was a bad scary. accident. It wasn't that bad though. That's what was scary. I I mean, so I was rear-ended okay. at a stoplight. I was stopped and he stopped into me. So he was oh. going like probably 45 miles per hour and hit me. And I crunched forward twice. Like I went forward oh. and back and forward. Like I had to brake again to stop the car. So... I cannot believe you did not share this in small group. I know. I don't I don't know why, but I don't know. It didn't come up. I guess it didn't come up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that was crazy. And so I was in the hospital for three days. It was the week of Christmas. When we got out, um, 
that week it was yeah two days the next day was christmas eve so it was it was i was really sad yeah it was a really dark time and in the moment i remember thinking i was very frustrated that god had brought us to this super high moment of being baptized together it was so beautiful i was pregnant with our first baby and our marriage was like thriving and it was just so great yeah and then three weeks later he brings me into this and i was i was mad and i want i want people to know too that it's okay to be mad at god yeah it's okay to ask god why to question him to question why he's doing these things he wants us to question him so that we're coming to him still yes even when we're angry we're still coming to him (laughs) it's like a parent right isn't that so simple though Mm -hmm. like god i'm crying out to you right now right now right now right Mm -hmm. now like you don't have to wait five minutes like Mm -mm. right now or you don't have to wait till you're in a good mood or things are great you need to come to him when things aren't aren't good you know i mean that's that's a relationship that's a true relationship but after you get baptized you have this relationship did you have that relationship before or yes we did and for me it was a reaffirmation and like showing the world like this is it i'm pregnant i'm married i'm in this relationship with god and this is how we're going to show it and my Mm -hmm. husband had wanted to do it for a long time too but he didn't feel like it was ever the right time yeah and this was a a big time for us like we really felt called to do it and so that's when we that's when we did it and then now looking back and that's why I started it with this part because looking back I know I was frustrated then like why God why did you bring me so in this great place just to bring me all the way back down he baptized us and then three weeks later this happened right you're walking yourself into the ER pregnant and bleeding and he he brought us to that place so that we could rely on him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have wanted to get baptized the next week after having a car accident. Exactly. Because you would be like, why, God? Yeah. Like, that part of That's the relationship you were mad. I was baptized then. Yeah. That's why we went through that then. So wow. that we would have him to rely on. You can't see these things in the moment. Yeah. That's so retrospective. It's such hindsight. I mean, the Christian walk is so much of hindsight. And that's mm-hmm. why I encourage people to journal your prayers, too. Yeah. And you have your Looking journal back. today. Mm-hmm. You journal? So I, 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 when I can. Okay. It's less now that I have an 18-month-old that I'm running around. <laughs> yeah. But yes, journaling your prayers is so, so, so important. Or even journaling when prayers are answered, too. Because yeah. looking back to the things that we did pray for and in that time were not answered. Yep. Were answered differently. And so looking at that, too, and knowing that God had a better plan for you mm-hmm. is really important with journaling as well. Yeah. Um somebody just honked their I know um car like they honked <laughs> so if you just heard a, a horn beep it wasn't you where you're driving or maybe it was I don't know but there was definitely one that just honked we have the door open because it's so nice out so it's just too nice and maybe this is just an excuse for you right now to roll down your windows mm-hmm. or enjoy deep, deep breath yeah ha <laughs> so nice <laughs> so it is interesting that you were mad at God in that season and this hard thing did happen and then you have Estes mm-hmm. and when did that happen? Was it on time, like at 40 weeks or? So after the accident, we were in the hospital for three days mm-hmm. and they were watching me. I was being having ultrasounds constantly and the bleeding stopped and so they said that I could go home. Right. From then on, because before then, 
my husband and I wanted to have a home birth. We mm-hmm. wanted, I mean, I am the kind of country mama, so we yeah. wanted things to be really crunchy. <laughs> and then we were using midwives and all these things. So I had to go from all of that to like the most hospital doctors, everything that we didn't really want. And so right. I was really bummed about that. I was, I mean, I would cry. I was so upset. Well, yeah, so, because this is how you want it to be. And this mm-hmm. is how maybe you've thought about it for years. Mm-hmm. And then one thing, boom, boom, mm-hmm. and everything's changed. Yeah. Crash course, literally. Yes. <laughs> Different course. Um, so that really projected us into doing a lot of research about lots of different things. And so the issue with my pregnancy from then on, I was high risk and my, um, the concerns were preterm labor because when you have trauma like that, you are possible to have contractions out of nowhere. I did have contractions in the hospital that mm-hmm. through the evening, which was terrifying because they thought I could go into labor at any time. So oh, that wow. three days I was there, I didn't sleep like at all because I was having contractions <sighs> and different things. And so they kept thinking it was going to happen. And I mean, 29 weeks is super early. Um, and what about the guy who hit you? Was Did the guy who hit you feel terrible or what? Oh, yeah. It was so sad. As soon as I stepped out of the car and he saw my belly, I mean, I saw his face drop. I mean, he looked distraught. It was so sad. Oh. And I mean, it was his fault. I mean, I was stopped and he wasn't paying attention. I don't know what yeah. he was doing, but um, it was sad. But I know he felt bad. Yeah, he was definitely... Aww. He encouraged me. He was like, Sad. please, please go. Can I call you an ambulance? Or, and I was like, no, it's right there. I'm just going to drive. I'm just going to run. Yeah, it's right there. I'm just going to um, uh, jaywalk. Right. I'm going to jaywalk and go to that <laughs> emergency room. So, okay. So, you're So, the preterm. risk was preterm labor mm-hmm. for the whole rest of the time. So, 29 weeks. I had 11 weeks left. Right till 40 weeks. Yeah, I, I had 11 weeks left yep. until full term. <laughs> Math. 11 Don't weeks left. Me. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So yes. it was the week of Christmas, and so I was due March 2nd, or March 3rd was when I was due. So I had to go to an appointment every week instead of every four weeks. I had to go twice a week. Jeez Louise. It was, it was a lot. So Were you working? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. It's like, oh, gotta take another day. Mm-hmm. It was so much. So that was, it was very frustrating, and I was in the doctor constantly. Mm-hmm. But they had to monitor me to make sure everything was okay, because right. the abruption was still there. So the whole time we're thinking this baby, which we didn't know the sex of the baby till they were, till he was born. We didn't Aww. know if it was boy or girl. So we're yeah. like, this baby, boy or girl could be born anytime. So we were just like, hospital bag was packed. We were prepared constantly because we never knew oh if it was like, goodness. if I was having Braxton Hicks or if it was like contractions. Or and this is your first baby. First so. baby. So I don't know what it feels like. Yeah. And so anyway, long story short, he was born um, 10 hours before he was 40 weeks. Beautiful. So, yeah. He was basically a due date baby. And he's so sweet. He's so sweet. I did have to be induced, which was a bummer for me again. Oh, I loved it. You loved it? I'm like, schedule it. <laughs> schedule on the calendar. I need an hour before reminder because we need to go eat. So put it <laughs> on the calendar. We need to go eat before, yeah. Yeah. Listen to this. So our first baby was born on the 15th mm-hmm. and our doctor said like he saw it on the calendar, I guess, like when our first one was born. And for the second one, he's like, hey, the 15th is coming up. Do you want to deliver on the same day? <laughs> so it's like the, you won't forget or whatever. I'm like, perfect. Schedule me. What do you have available? Right. You'll never forget their birthdays now. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, he knew. He's like, she needs this in her calendar. Like, this is perfect. Oh, anyway. Okay. So what? 
No. Delivering a baby is so funny because it's so, like, you don't know what you should be stressing about. Mm-hmm. What's important, what's what's minuscule and what's, like, huge. And you shouldn't stress about anything. We, like, we should give everything to God. You know, mm-hmm. it's like... But should I also, like, what? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and then, being pregnant yeah. and being a Christian is the biggest act of releasing control in your Christian walk that Amen. you ever have. Parenting as well. But when you're pregnant, I mean, it is your body that has this baby in it that you have no control over, like, the outcome. It's, yeah. The outcome's going to be the same, most likely, yeah. for everyone. Yeah. And you don't have control of that outcome. Exactly. And you, you just look at your you just look at your stomach. You just look and you can't see it. You just, you give it to God. You have to. You have to have faith. It's like being pregnant, you have to have faith. Not being pregnant, you have to have faith. It's the same. I learned so much about faith being pregnant. Oh, for sure. Trusting him. And I can't imagine with what you were going through and being at the doctor's office every week. Um, wow. So... How did you find Jesus? Was this something that you had a relationship with since high school or when did you find Jesus? So I was raised in the church from birth. I was baptized as a baby, Mm -hmm. a few weeks old, Presbyterian and Methodist mainly. My mom grew up Catholic. Just a combo. Yeah. Just like buffet. (laughs) You know, the South. (laughs) Yes. Not Baptist, but... Not Baptists. Some others. Some others. You know, <laughs> most of them. <laughs> I, you know, I grew up in youth group and Sunday school and vacation Bible school, all those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And I grew up, I feel like I would say, in the Christian culture. Okay. But definitely not knowing the Holy Spirit. Really? Mm-mm. That wasn't really something that we talked about in my house, was the Holy Spirit. <sighs> like, we knew, that, we knew that, like, we were Christians. Yes. We go to church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good people. We volunteer. We go to VBS. Like, right. The, I just always knew, like, that's what I was. You like, want to be a good person. That was like, and yeah. this is, is going to be terrible. What? It's like, you know that you're an Auburn fan. <laughs> or an exactly. Fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your parents tell you, and that's what you are. And then, yes, the team you root for. Exactly. And so we were rooting for Jesus. <laughs> exactly. We were rooting for him. We were like, whoa, Jesus. Whoa. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But you didn't have the Holy Spirit power. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. yeah, So that was when I was an adult, for sure. Yeah. Before I knew, or not that I knew, but before I was walking with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And knowing that the Holy Spirit is in me. Yes. Because I never really understood that or knew that. And as an adult, I've always had gut feelings and now I'm starting to realize that a lot of those gut feelings are the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And yeah. like aligning those two together and realizing like, this is my gut and I think this is the Holy Spirit moving through me and pushing me to do this or say this or not do that or not say that. That is one of the funnest parts to me about being a Christian is like understanding the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's I've different learned, for all of us. It is like you can hear from him through scripture, through like audible you know um i have a friend who's described it like a radio frequency that's like Mm -hmm. always going in you have to tune into jesus Kristen turner says that and i love that because it's like right now holy spirit jesus like god father abba father like what do you want me to do right now what do you want me to wear what do you want me to say what do you want me to ask what do you want this person to know who's listening to this podcast right now god what do you want and i think that's really interesting that you're establishing this relationship um, with the holy spirit now as an adult 
how has it changed your life? My decisions are definitely changed. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pausing more before I make decisions and I'm pausing more in different moments to listen. Yeah. To listen to my gut that I know is the Holy Spirit now and differentiating between yes what is or isn't another way you can test it is to take it to scripture and see if that thing that you're hearing in your head aligns with the word of god because god's voice is always going to align with his word Mm -hmm. so that's just when people will talk about hearing from the holy spirit i always like to add in that nugget i learned that on this podcast but also um it is how you can discern the voice of god um okay so Estes. He has changed your life in so many ways. He's really, in my opinion, when I thought about you for the podcast, I was like, she has to talk about Estes. Like, this is such a huge part of your story. So how has he changed your walk with Christ? So my son Estes, um, he was born and everything was fine when he was born. I know I had a very difficult pregnancy, but for the first four months of his life, he was, everything was good, golden. And then suddenly we won't go into everything because it is, it's a lot. Um, but he has had a lot of health issues that are undiagnosed. Some are diagnosed. We have a few things that we know, like he does have anisocoria. Mm-hmm. He does have eczema. He has torticollis. He has issues with his gut. Um, he has a lot of autoimmune responses. He has severe severe allergies we have an epipen we've been to the er multiple times Um, have you been since our group yes one other time and it was like four or five weeks ago oh my goodness was it food related Mm -hmm. no way yeah y'all were eating out no we were home um because we had started trying to reintroduce some things and it was just too much for him oh yeah and what do you do you just have to be like and now we're going to the er Mm -hmm. and we had a great er uh pediatric ER when we were there this last time and he let us just sit there and we just waited it out they didn't give him anything we didn't take any medicine and they just sent us home we stayed there for three hours and then went home yeah um so his autoimmune response or his immune response is to do too much for whatever is happening whatever is contacting his skin whatever is getting into his body that it doesn't realize that it's a safe food or a safe thing and it reacts too much to it so we've tried as best as we can on our own to figure things out and test different things and go a more natural way and through him we have found healing in ourselves and this is something that just in the past like couple months that we've realized that God has done that Zach and I were both we didn't realize either we're not healthy we yeah. were not in a good place mentally physically and with the things that we were eating the things we were putting on our skin things that we had in our home right and by by having Estes go through all of this and trying to find healing for him God has healed Zach and I really in so many ways do you feel better so much better really we, I mean, in so many ways, we get great sleep. I mean, there's, I mean, TMI to all the things, but I mean, everything is leaps and bounds better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always think if I were to eat cleaner, I was just Googling this last night. Like, tell me what to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and keep it as simple as a boiled egg and a piece of whole wheat toast. I will eat that 
every single day. Like I could eat that for lunch. Not, well, it had to be something different, you know, but like every day. And that, is that going to make me he- healthier? But like listening to you talking about eating clean, I think it cleans out so much. I mean, your brain, your skin, mm-hmm. it just your body, you know, everybody wants to look good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so tell us about some ways that you've changed your eating habits. So we have tried our best to move towards something that a lot of people call ancestral eating, which is just the way that we all should be eating. We should be eating seasonally the way what things are in season right now are right. things that you should be eating. Like a crazy fact that we just learned was that certain foods that are ripe, certain fruits that are ripe in the summer, strawberries and watermelon, when you eat them, helped your skin protect itself from being sunburned. Isn't God so good? And then lemons and limes are actually, don't quote me on this, are a winter fruit. And they're like some of the highest in vitamin C and when it's when you're not getting as much. It makes so much sense. So we have a citrus tree in the backyard Mm -hmm. and it's like weeks away, Mm -hmm. if not days away from producing some nice oranges. Like we're Mm -hmm. so stoked about that. But that's for the season. Mm -hmm. And that's why, I mean, you in in the winter, pumpkins and butternut squash and all these big, heavy, dense vegetables are in season because you need something that's going to stick to your gut, that's going to be hearty in stews and keep you warm and warming foods. That's why in the summer, there's lighter things that are keeping you more hydrated, like watermelon is... Okay. And cucumber and celery, all those things are so high in water. They're hydrating you as you're eating them. And just right. knowing those things and eating seasonally, your body is going to live seasonally. Right. And work better and function better. And right. just getting simple. Going back to basics has basically been our big thing. Eating seasonally, eating naturally, and trying to avoid things like pesticides in our foods eating more locally we buy all of our beef locally from yeah Angela's we do too acres. Mm-hmm. we do too mm-hmm. we buy our beef from a friend mm-hmm. <laughs> let me get that cow <laughs> we buy our eggs our honey our beef from yeah and it's it's if you're gonna buy something that's like pasture-raised or organic yeah or non-gmo or pesticide free if you buy it locally it is nine times out of ten gonna be cheaper than at the store well and it's not as much grease okay i didn't mean to interrupt you earlier but i thought you said when you were listing the different things to eat in the winter when you said pumpkin i was like you missed spice latte (laughs) just wanted to clarify okay you're not drinking pumpkin spice lattes this fall i i can but i I make them at home i use raw milk (laughs) I can, but I'm not making it convenient. Oh, they're so good. Mm -hmm. I had one this morning at the house. But it was a nice pour from a store-bought coffee creamer, which coffee creamer's gone up. Everything's gone up. Jeez Louise. Okay, so yeah, buy local. You buy your beef. What else do you buy from? We buy beef, honey, and eggs from him. And we used to do a CSA box, which is awesome, but it just wasn't working for the season that we're in right now with estes and everything it was just not as convenient i like to plan our meals and yeah you never know what you're gonna get in the boxes you know what's seasonal but you don't know how much of each thing you're gonna get yeah so i've heard of those talk a little bit about the boxes because um a friend of ours used to get a box 
from a local farmer's market here. And the box had all the seasonal eggs and vegetables and fruits and all that. That's really... Mm -hmm. So how did you get connected with the CSA box? I'm trying to remember how we found them. I think it was just a referral from a friend. We were trying to find local beef or local vegetables. Yeah. And that was how we found them. But um, they're great. And if anyone wants to contact them, I can let them know. Yeah. Reach out to you on Instagram. Reach out to me. The period. Kinda. Period. (laughs) Crunchy. Period. Mama. (laughs) The kind of crunchy mama. Okay. I will look up CSA boxes. But yes. um, Yeah. Reach out to Alexandra if you want more information on them. Um, Okay. So how are you currently seeking Jesus? Because I love what I'm seeing from you. Like, I love the content you're creating and I love the pace of your day. Like, you just move very well. It's just a, you know, very relaxed pace that you're, that you just live life in. Um, How are you constantly seeking Jesus in your days? Well, see, you saying that reminds me of this verse from 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 through 12, and it talks about, um, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business, working with your hands so that your daily life can win the respect of outsiders, and you'll not be dependent on anyone or anything. Mm. And that's a verse that I've thought about a lot lately because we do move, I like to say, in rhythms throughout our day. We don't have like a set schedule. We move in rhythms. We listen to our bodies when it's nap time or snack time or whatever we need to do and if we need to get outside um and I think so much of my life was hustling yeah you know I was in the boss babe culture which is totally fine if that's your thing if that's what you're doing but we aren't all called to do that yeah and I think that was something that I realized going from being a hairstylist to a homemaker I forgot you were a hairstylist which I still do hair on the side as like freelance I do weddings on the weekends which is awesome and it's a great form of income for our family yeah but I am I mean mostly a homemaker and going to that and realizing that I can't I can't have this hustle culture in my household right it has to be slow I have to slow down my pace has to be slower And that's something that God's teaching me and realizing that that is something actually I enjoy. And before I was running on like stress, stress hormones and all of those things. And now I'm running in more peace and God is blessing me with that. And it's such a blessing to be able to do that. But isn't it crazy though, when you seek him, you'll find him with your whole heart, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like I am seeking peace, God. I am Mm -hmm. seeking peace. And you can't just be like, I'm seeking peace. I'm seeking peace. Mm -hmm. I'm seeking peace. Here's my billboard about seeking peace. I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm seeking peace. You have to humbly submit to his authority Mm -hmm. and like walk in his ways. Walk with him, you know? It's so good. Like we're called to be co-laborers with Christ. Mm -hmm. Like if you need a job title, that's your job title. And you're seeking him. You're walking with him. You're learning his fruits of the spirit. And one of those is peace. I think that's so cool that you've learned that from him. It's something that I was craving and I didn't realize that I needed or wanted to find. And he was able to bless me with that. And I think one thing that was tough too is I I always said I never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I never wanted to do that. I don't know how moms did it. And now I do not know how moms work 
and yeah. you do it. That's so hard. Like to yeah. me, I can't imagine. I mean, it's it's all hard. Yeah, no yeah. What you do, it's so your hard. Mom. It's so hard. <laughs> Any way that you do it, anyway, it's sliced. Exactly, it's hard. But yeah. um, that's in Ecclesiastes three, yeah, one through eight. It's super long. Oh so my I goodness, will not read it. Read it all. No, like we're here to receive it. Okay, it's so long. Yes. I'll read just a blurb of it because I okay. love it. I love it. But yes, the seasons so that I was, you know, more of a boss and I was doing different things and yeah. I was hustling, those were great and they were great in those seasons, but this is not that season. And God is blessing me to heal, to heal myself, to heal my family. And it's been a hard season and it still is. We're still struggling every day with yeah. healing my son, but it's a journey that we are seeing so much fruit come from. Mm-hmm. And a yeah. friend of mine, we were actually talking about her earlier, her name is Kaylin. Yeah. She actually sent me this verse when I was really, really struggling, and it's been such a blessing to me. Oh, um, it's a cult, a time for everything. Like I said, it was Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, and it's super long, but I'll just read a few blurbs from it. And it says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to mourn, a time to dance, and it goes on and on and on and speaks. Keep going. Times. Keep, going. keep going. Yes, a time to heal. Yes. A time to tear down, a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate a time for war and a time for peace. Mm. And it's so beautiful. It goes on to speak more about all of these seasons and how God created them for a reason. And he wants his people to be happy and live a good life while they live. And people love to say, life is short. Like, do this. Life is short. Don't forget, do this. Life is short. But life is long, y'all. Yeah, We have a lot of seasons. And there's many different ways that we can live. And God wants us to live differently in each season. I mean, think of someone that you know that's lived a long life. Yeah. Think of all the different seasons they've lived in their life. And the world is very different now, too, than our grandparents and great parents, great grandparents' lives to where we can have many careers, Mm -hmm. many seasons. We can be home. We can work from home. We can go out in the workforce and come back. We can go to school at any age. That wasn't really a thing until our generation really right and maybe our parents right and so god is wanting to bless us in each season and we have to live i mean i just that's a big word i'm saying but very seasonally and i feel like in this season he's calling me to look inward to heal myself and my family and in some way maybe inspire others to think differently and think critically as well and we yeah. try to live biblically and biologically we talk about that a lot and things that are in nature and so i'm hoping that maybe we can help other people because we were struggling for so long and we still have our struggles but we've found a lot of things that have guided us and i just pray that in sharing these things that i do on social media that it will help another mom that's in the pit like we were and to tell her that you're you're in the valley but i'm telling you you will be at the mountaintop again and you can have that in one day 
especially as a mom. You can be in the <laughs> pit in the morning and then be at the mountaintops by lunch after that snack. <laughs> you, know? you can like sweat, cry, you know, yeah. but then in 15 minutes you can be outside and the kid is playing and yeah. everything is fine. And, and it's okay to have that. I think that's one thing too. Like we live and I do try and share things that are more real on social media, like with his eczema and the struggles that we have like yeah he my son is so 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 happy he's so sweet and so happy mm-hmm. like the giggliest he's a good kid he's so sweet his, yeah his posture is just oh he's so precious he's just gonna be such a light to so many people and people think oh they must not be struggling that bad because yeah. he's so happy but i also like to share like nope He's super happy right now, and we're doing this, but he's still, I mean, he's wearing long sleeves and long pants in 90-degree weather because he will scratch his skin till he bleeds, you know? And so it's tough, but um, I like that people can see both sides of it, you know, that they can be joyful in the valley. Mm -hmm. You can have joy in the suffering at the same time, and God wants that. And you coming to him on your knees praying and having that posture for your children to see it's okay for mommy to be sad and upset, but I'm still coming to the Lord and we're having joy in each day. Right. Man, I just cannot believe, I cannot believe the timing of the story. You get baptized three weeks later, accident, um, and then 11 weeks later, deliver the baby. Mm-hmm. And then everything's fine for three weeks again, right? You said four months. Four months. Mm-hmm. And then he had an allergic reaction Mm -hmm. and then you're like okay and now everything's changed again Mm -hmm. that's pretty seasonal like seasonal Mm -hmm. there's a time for war and a time Mm -hmm. for peace did you feel like some of those seasons were like you were at war or did it feel absolutely really when when he was from four months to probably nine months that five month period Mm -hmm. was because i was exclusively breastfeeding as well so all of those things that we did for his diet was technically my diet. So there was a there was like a few oh weeks period where I was eating only I think seven foods. I remember that. It was horrible. It was horrible. It messes with your brain, it let me tell you. It messes with your brain. Yeah. So I, get that. I was in up the valley for a long time. I mean, and we were getting no sleep. You know how it is with baby sleep anyway. Yeah. It was so hard. Plus on top of that, me feeling that way, those things and then seeing your baby be so miserable and just in pain and yeah. you can't fix it and you're doing you're literally eating seven foods to try and fix it and you can't fix it still that is when you i mean those are the moments that i was i was on my knees sobbing crying to god yeah that's when you get to the point where you're like gonna barter you know you're like god i will do anything <laughs> like please lord just heal him heal him yeah. and we have i mean People who know us, I don't share the pictures of him when he was little because they're they're horrible. What? <laughs> when he was really, really bad, his skin. Oh, with like, eczema. I will show people in person and have them yeah. see it, but I don't send it. I don't share it on social media because I feel like that's personal for him and yeah. something I don't want other people to see. You yeah, know, like out on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was bad. Oh, I'm it so was sorry. So bad. And that was just a rough time, but. 
Well, God can use it for his good. And he has, and he's healed him in many, many ways. He's continued to heal him. If you see, if you saw, what I was going to say with that is if you saw him then and you see him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. God, I mean. Yeah. He, is, he looks great. He looks great. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. so happy and, and fun so and has happy. energy and he's all about it. Um, something that you posted that we have to talk about, we're wrapping up, but I just want y'all to have like a sweet image in your brain right now. <laughs> Summer Harvest Cobbler with honey maple cornbread come on <laughs> you made that it's so good it's so easy too it's like a dump cake basically it i mean i would make that for fall too mm-hmm. an oh, allergy yeah. friendly dessert that's pretty easy to whip up reduces waste and is the perfect summer dish for your next picnic i mean i would have that for fall summer harvest cobbler with honey maple cornbread so if you are you going to do more recipes Yes, so I am going to do more recipes. That was one big thing that I wanted to do when I started that page as well, is because there's not a lot of allergy-friendly recipes out there. Yeah. So we struggled for months and months to find stuff, so I just started creating it Mm -hmm. when I realized what we couldn't have, because it's easy to look up, oh, a gluten-free cake recipe, but then it'll have eggs and milk in it. Yeah. Or a dairy-free cake recipe, but then it has gluten in it. So looking up gluten-free dairy-free nut-free egg-free like it's a lot and there's not a lot out there so you have to get creative if you were to write a cookbook like if you were to have oh, a book the of kind recipes of crunchy mama cookbook absolutely <laughs> the kind of crunchy mama cookbook here are the seven ingredients <laughs> get ready you need a seatbelt. well i would have chapters for sure because i've thought about it i'd be like yeah. okay chapters one through seven is all of these things free <laughs> and then when you reintroduce dairy here's this one <laughs> and if that doesn't work go back to chapter yeah. one it's okay to start new yes god will renew your strength yes <laughs> on chapter one. Oh my goodness that is so fun okay um what bible verse is encouraging you in this season so the ones that we spoke about already those ones are absolutely inspiring yeah me. but one that just came <sighs> I think last night when I was praying about it with my husband was Second Peter 3, 9. Oh, good. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Like, say that again. As some understand slowness, which is how we all understand slowness. Yeah. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Amen. He will keep his promises. Yes. And it is going to feel painstakingly slow sometimes. Like this two, three years of this journey we've been having. But if you can stop and look back and see the great blessings that he has given you and your family in this time and see how far you've come, then you'll realize that it's not that slow. I love that he is coming back for someone else like he doesn't want you to be left out Mm -hmm. he doesn't want anyone to be destroyed i looked that up in the nlt translation new living translation Mm -hmm. the lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think no he is being patient for your sake Mm -hmm. so that's talking about you like who's listening to this right now he's being patient for your sake he does not want anyone to be destroyed but wants everyone to repent. And I think that's so such a good thing to wrap up on because we started this conversation with you being mad at God. Not right now, but in that season, mm-hmm. you were mad at God. And how he has changed things for you, how he has made them good, how he has grown something 
healing and peaceful and good. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that is so amazing that this, your story starts off with being mad at God, but then you get into a deeper relationship with him and you're doing these new things with him. It's just really cool. Is there anything you wanted to say to that? Anything popped up in your head? No, I was just thinking more about how now that I'm a homemaker, how the, how my ministry looks different. Yes. This is such a big ministry that people don't think about or don't see. They think that ministry is, when they hear the word ministry, they think full-time ministry in the church or a missionary or something yeah. like that. And I think it's um, Mother Teresa that says, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family or yes. go home. Yeah. And I, yes. I just think that's so big because that's such a huge ministry is our children. Yes. Because they come into this world not knowing Jesus. That's and it's our job to teach them. Yeah. That's huge. People, I mean, it's definitely missionaries are important and those are big things. Oh, but yeah. I mean, you're they needed. are laid yeah. in your lap. That is your, those are your people. Yeah. That is your mission work. And that's, so that's one last thing that just like I was thinking about, but. It's so, I love that you said ministry because something that I've learned from doing this podcast through every guest that has been on mm-hmm. is that their work is their ministry. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Why have I never heard that before? Right. Like, why am I learning that on a podcast? You know and what I mean? All these mamas out there, y'all are doing holy work. Yes. Holy work. Just know that. Each day you are doing holy work. Okay. Yeah. That yes. is your ministry. Yes. It is important. Yes. Like, so good. Um, anything else? Oh, mm-hmm. where can we connect with you? We said it before, but go ahead and say it again. It's the kind of crunchy mama, mm-hmm. and between each word is a period. Okay. So that's my Instagram handle, and that's pretty much where you can find everything on there. Um, I have recipes and inspiration for how to eat more seasonally, how to heal your family naturally using herbs and different things and different supplements that we're taking, and our eczema and allergy journey with our son and things that we're doing and, and that. Detergent. Like, do you get your detergent from Target? No. Really? Mm-mm. Have you done a post about that yet? No, I probably need to. We okay. get a detergent from Branch Basics. Okay. Well, let me tell you. I mean, I have a son with um, eczema, but it's very minor case. But um, he's going to be in, like, baby detergent for the rest of his life. <laughs> I'm like, this stuff is expensive. Come on, kid. <laughs> but, yes, I would love that if you shared how you wash your clothes that would be great yeah i'll share that for sure (laughs) if you have any other ideas reach out to alexandra oh yes the kind of crunchy mama um (laughs) and be nice everybody here is nice though oh everybody who listens to this podcast is nice that's true story um thank you for listening thank you for being here and at the end of every podcast we always pray so join us in prayer father decrease us and increase you In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon.
Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi y'all, this is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs>